the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for May 11th, show number 280. I can't believe we've had that many shows. You say that every week, and though. We're this far into May already. Okay. Yeah, it is. Although it's nice out. Oh, it's beautiful. We haven't got much racing in yet, yet this year, but. Uh, oh, but it's nice weather. Scott Hammer, Ryan Miller coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter from the John Young Racing, Racing for First Responders, Dave Kemmer's studio. Tonight on the show, we have uh, an interesting one. This one could be interesting. I'm thinking. I, I know what happens in part of it, but uh, yeah, tonight uh, we're going to talk to Rusty Schlenk, late model driver, about what constitutes a uh, good or bad slide job, how really? to execute one. Yeah. Okay. Actually, we'll let the cat out of the bag uh, because when we play it, it'll obvious but we talked to rusty about we'll say half hour ago 45 minutes ago so just a little bit ago he we had something for his uh his son so he couldn't be on live so but we just talked to him it was an interesting conversation about that definitely stay tuned to that his son carter is i mean not only is he a really good race car driver for as young as he is sixth grade i didn't realize he was in sixth, and he's already won a feature race last year in the fifth in a sportsman yeah um tyler rankin Sprint car racer. He's uh, waiting in the wings. We'll be talking to him just a little bit, fresh off uh, picking up the opening night win at Butler this past Saturday night. Right. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, and we got some pizza to give away from Big D's Pizza. The Hammer Down Hotline was on fire this week. Lots of uh, texts and calls. That's uh, a good so thing. We'll be checking that out a little bit later. And uh, we even have some racing news to get to and some and a lot of results. We had racing this past weekend. We did. Um, at most tracks. So... Uh, speaking of uh, racing at tracks this weekend, Oakshade Raceway, we're the fastest meet to race. Uh, they plan to kick off the season uh, once again. I, and I didn't get a call from Pam before the show tonight to find out. That's that, a good thing. Yeah, so I think we're all good on this. We're, we, it's going to happen Saturday no, night. No breaking news. No breaking news uh, for that. But uh, season opener, the, hopefully Mother Nature cooperates tomorrow, though. it's uh, We'll have the weekend weather pit stop forecast as well right. coming up. Um, tomorrow could be a little iffy. But uh, it sounds like things are getting better for Saturday. And uh, that's when they're going to have their opener, 2000 to win, the uh, Oakshade uh, Attica Late Model Challenge right. Series, uh, highlighting that along with the Sportsman Compacts and uh, Dominator Superstocks. Can't forget them. And uh, if you want to find out all the events scheduled this year at Oakshade Raceway, check out oakshaderaceway.com. Also got to check out Big D's. Give them a call right now. Big D's Pizza out in Clyde, 419 419- 547-1444. You could order online at orderbigdspizza.com. Check out the new chicken cordon blue sandwich with uh, ranch or honey mustard for only $6.99. And that uh, chicken parmesan meal uh, featuring chicken parmesan with spaghetti, salad, and dressing. And a breadstick. I like their breadsticks. They're really yeah? Good. Yeah. Uh, just nine seventy five out there. Big D's in Clyde. Big on taste. Not on price. And they're, I believe they're hiring. They're looking for delivery drivers quite often. Seems to be a common thread, Scott. Yeah, yeah, lot, yes. Yeah, a lot of places that. looking for yeah. for help. Um, I get, we can talk about that now too. Uh, to? Do we have any truck drivers in our audience? Yeah, I'm, I'm oh. sure we do. I do. Uh, I just started a, a new job, and uh, it's for a bunch of companies. And one of the main companies is Revive Transport Transportation. Right. Transport. Um, flatbed truckers. Uh, they need flatbed truckers. They could start tomorrow. You know, good pay, just need two years minimum experience. Scott and, uh, has some phone numbers you could probably start tonight. CD, uh, yeah, you just need a, a Class A, CDL. CDL. 
Um, and a good record. Yeah, clean record, and uh, you can make some good money. Uh, give me a, Hit me up after the show, and, and I can hook you up with the details. i get you the inside thing. You work at the same company as me. So, and, yeah, it's, uh, did, it's a good place to work. Would that be a perk? They could, well. Working at the same company. I am actually in the same building as them, Scott but, yeah. Hammer. Yeah, that could be. He's still my heart. But they'll be out driving, most likely. They could see you I think once they, in a while. Well, I think they come in way earlier before I do. <laughs> I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, if you're looking for a job, you, you can drive. Uh, you have uh, two years flatbed uh, truck experience. Contact me after the show, either on Facebook or uh, you can even get a hold of me on the Hammerdown Hotline. Uh, what's that number? Four one nine three one eight. See if you remember. Thirty eighty one. I think you're right. Yeah, that's impressive. I didn't even three one eight thirty eighty one. Um, also, uh, DCR Graphics, they do full wraps. You can still get those starting at just $350. You need a wrap for your sprint car, your late model, whatever, your stock car. They do it. They specialize in uh, banners, stickers, die casts, uh, and uh, T-shirt designs. And I was actually thinking I need a new uh, T-shirt design myself, but uh, like the little die cast up there on the uh, monitor, you can uh, get one of those yeah. custom made for your, for your late model or super stock, whatever. Um, just, uh, oh, and... Don't forget to order your official Hammerdown Racing Report window stickers. Please. Five dollars to get that mailed out to you. Or he will uh, give it to you at the track if uh, you're out at Oakshade. Uh, call or text Dale at DCR Graphics, 419-308-9523. If you missed that number, it'll be uh, scrolling down at the bottom of the screen at uh, some point here. And you can also check him out at Facebook, on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash DCR. And Dale Cole has a really good-looking race car this year. Yeah, he so. does. He's got yeah. a – yeah, we shared like that it. on our Facebook page. He's got a nice uh, nice front end on it. So, um, yeah, cool stuff. Where'd Ron go? Oh, I don't know. What do you do with me? Oh, there you are. Oh. We're switched, though. Uh, so, mm-hmm. before we get to our racing roundup and uh, all the action that happened last week, oh, I still have to mention uh, Freeze Frame Photos, Ron Miller Race Cars, and Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon. Let's uh, let's bring up our uh, first guest, Tyler Rankin. We'll talk to uh, Rusty a little bit later on. So uh, here's t- hey, you got, you're not you fixed it. I fixed it. <laughs> Last it was t- all my fault. Modern technology. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, you were uh, yeah, you weren't filling the full box there, but now everything's good. Tyler Rankin, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, congratulations on the win Saturday night at Butler. How many uh, wins do you have out at Butler? Uh, I believe that is number five. All in. Sure. All Five or six. All in four tens? Yep. So okay. you're on top of the points right now. Congratulations on that. Well, something, that's for sure. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> we don't plan start. on running the points out there, so that's oh. where that's, we, uh, we plan on running the GLSS points, and which technically we're running the NRA points and sure. trying to do the tour deal. Uh, that covers both series. Yeah, we've had Barry Marlowe on a couple of times, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be a good season. It's been pretty interesting so far. It was nice to kind of get out of the general region and go down to I-75. We matched up with the USCS group down there, and it was quite a bit of fun. It was a little unique. Down in Tennessee? It was nice to get off the porch. How did you do down there? Uh, So we did really well. And had really bad luck. So oh. it was uh, a good uh, equal of both of them at the same time. <laughs> we uh, led on Friday night and had a flat tire. And then had some troubles on Saturday in a heat race. And then made it all the way up to six. 
and All right. But we had a really fast car both nights that I think we could have contended for. But you finished. Wins both nights. Yeah. And the car finish. and the and the car rolled up in the trailer. That's always a good night. Yeah, on Friday we came from I think it was like 22nd or whatever all the way up to I want to say 11th or 12th after having a flat tire. So, well, before we get too much into to the racing thing, I have a non-related question, non-racing related question for you. Are you into hockey at all? I'm not. I played uh, football when I was in high school, but that's been about it. Racing takes a lot of time anymore. Well, let me ask you this: Do you have anybody in your family you're related to named Evan? Evan Rankin. Oh, yeah, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> He's a legend no, in Toledo, at least, and the Toledo yeah. walleye. There's a lot of people that ask me if I'm related to other Rankins, and I I know none. Okay, fair enough. All right, back to, back to the racing thing. <laughs> Enough hockey, Scott. How, how uh, I'm assuming then uh, the Butler win was your first win of the season? Yep, how, it was the first win of the season. How big, uh, how big is that uh, for you this year to start off with a win? Well... It helps. We had some uh, struggles on Friday night, and I would say about the easiest thing was to to back it up with a win and kind of brush the salt off the wounds for the weekend. Friday night you were at uh, Lima Land? Yes. So we had a very interesting night. We were trying some stuff, and we just didn't end up where we needed to be. I heard that it was a very challenging racetrack at Lima Land. Yeah, we ran Lima about six or eight times last year, and it was nothing like it. <laughs> it was super slick, and then it was rough in turn four. So Yeah. So you run uh, both a 410 and a 360. you got two separate cars. Do you have a, a preference uh, as to, to which you run? Well, I started running the 410 stuff, so my heart's always been with the 410. Uh, I seem, seem to run pretty good in the 360 stuff. we got, I believe, two uh, track records with the 360 stuff. So that helps uh, kind of lean my interest towards it. But we, uh, I, I prefer the 410 stuff. Over Ob- the obviously the 410 has more horsepower. Um, yes. h- how vast is the difference between the 410 and the 360? Well, our 410s and our 360s uh, all come from shark racing engines out of Washington, and they have really high horsepower in both of them. So it makes the transition quite easy when it goes from a 410 to a 360, just because the 360s do have a lot of horsepower. When I first drove for Greg, uh, the 410s I was running at the time, it was a pretty easy transition because it almost felt like the same motor between our 410 that we were running and the 360s that he has. Now you mentioned uh, Greg Wheeler. That's who you, who you run for. How uh, how long have you been uh, running for him, and and how do you uh, get together? Um, so I've been officially running for him since uh, beginning of last year. I had ran two races for him back in 2020, I believe it is. We uh, they kind of always joked with each other, and you know had light conversations and so on and so forth. And after uh, a Plymouth race with the World Outlaws, we really started talking, and he had an open show that the driver he had running for him wasn't going to run. And it was back at Plymouth, and we went and ran one race in the 360 for him and set track record and won. You know, we came really close to winning the heat race <clears throat> and made it all the way up to second in the feature. And the car, the frame on the, the car broke, so oh. we dropped pretty hard and was able to fight up a little bit but 
it was some pretty promising night, but nothing ever really came of it because of the frame being broke. But, All right, personal preference, wing or non-wing? I've always ran wing sprint cars. I did run some midget stuff. Um, I do have a, a small part in my heart for the midget stuff. I That's what really kind of got me going into the big cars. So... I've just never ran the, the non-wing stuff. I've, I've kind of had some interest, but I don't know to what level I had interest or have interest in doing it. But I really love the wing, wing sprint car stuff. Sure. So how'd you, how'd you get started in racing? Uh, did you start in midgets or did you start even like earlier in go-karts or, or what's, quarter what's your midgets? Yeah. yeah. So many, Not, so, so many avenues anymore. Quarter midgets are a handful. Um, but I did start when I was uh, five years old in a go-kart and did that till I was about 11. I had a little bit of a gap in in my racing till I was roughly about 14. And then I drove for Marv Carmen uh, uh-huh. about eight races and the mm. pavement asphalt stuff, wing stuff. And then from that point, I went back to go-karts because that's all I could afford myself to do it. And then I believe in 2018, it makes sense. About 2018, I got a midget struggled immensely with that and got the opportunity to go run my grandpa's stuff in that same year. So where, where were you running the midget at? Uh, Montpelier, Death City. Okay. Uh, down right. there, I used to live down that way for a little part of my life. <laughs> okay. So uh, what, uh, what would you consider your, the biggest win in your, of your career so far? Uh, so far, the biggest win of my career, it, it really you know, big car wise, it would be the John Reeves Memorial there at Butler last year at the end sure. of the year. It was for like three grand, I believe it was. So that was a pretty big deal. And it was kind of a dog fight. Everybody kind of messed up a little bit in that race. And I just ended up prevailing in the end. But I would say a close second is we used to run the, the go-karts down at the Fort Wayne uh coliseum mm-hmm. for the rumble right and i want a cage cart feature down there and i would say that's probably the hardest race that i've ever had to run and end up prevailing on the other end of it why, why do you say it's the hardest uh, competition or, or the track itself uh everybody's so close and there was 45 go-karts that night in our one class and you got to be on it all weekend and to run good you gotta have good tires you had a good setup you gotta not make mistakes and not have anything fail and it was it was a very hard task especially at that early stage of my career that i didn't have the knowledge like what i do now i mean i don't know what i would do in a go-kart now i mean bigger than what i was then so (laughs) I, i probably wouldn't go so well but it was a really challenging part you know especially i didn't have a whole lot of people around me at that point that had knowledge so that's why I kind of chalk it up to be one of the hardest races that I've won so far. So, so you're based in, in Coldwater, Michigan now. Do you consider Butler then your, your home track? I know you race all over the place. So I grew up in Coldwater, and I currently live in Angola, Indiana. Oh, okay. But right. I, why don't I, you race I, at Angola then? <laughs> I don't have pavement. <laughs> <laughs> So now it, I, I consider Butler to be a, a home track. It's been the track I've had the most laps on and it's the most familiar I'm, I am with any racetrack around the area. Any desire to uh, get in a, in a late model? A dirt late, late model? model? A dirt late model. 
I would say I would not turn away an offer to run one, but I don't know if I would want to run it on a full-time basis. I mean, it's kind of a, a large commitment to something you don't know anything about. I, I meant more like a, a Kyle Larson kind of thing where you just jump in anything. Well, I think it's a, it's a good thing to jump in other things. Uh, I know that down at the, the Rumble now, we run a, a 600 down there. So it makes it a little bit better to, to get in other, other types of cars throughout the year. Um, I just don't get a whole lot of opportunities to run, you know, like micros or late models or, you know, anything to that extent. Does, Not that I would turn down the opportunity. I just. Does, does your dirt experience translate to anything when you go to someplace like the Rumble? I mean, it's it's totally flat and it's Pop outrageously syrup. sticky. Soda syrup, yeah. Um, yes and no. Uh, yes to the extent that the G-forces that you feel inside the car are really similar to hauling it in a corner with a wing sprint car. And All right. It's sticking. Um, other than that, like, I feel like the go-kart stuff pertains a lot more. Uh, sure. The knowledge I've gained from that towards the 600 stuff in indoors at the Rumble, but any racing whatsoever I feel like helps in any other form sure. of racing. It's not some things don't translate as far as setup or the way things you do inside a car, but laps are always a huge thing. So, what, how many uh, how many different tracks have you raced at? Approximately. Well, I, at one point in time, I I was keeping track. But last year was kind of a hard to keep track. I hit a lot of new racetracks last year running for drag. And I would say we're up around the 20 range, um, if not more than that. It's kind of hard to calculate it just because of all the go-kart tracks that I've went to. And with all the, the sprint car stuff, it's kind of hard. Gotcha. Just just uh, considering the sprint car tracks or sprint car tracks that you've raced at, which, uh, which would be your favorite? Well... I would say a very close second was I-75. I think it was a really, really put together racetrack and was super smooth, probably the smoothest I've ever seen, personally, in my own eyes. Uh, but my favorite was, we only ran it one time last year, but that was uh, Wayne County. I think Wayne uh -huh. County has a really interesting layout and it makes a, a driver have to show up and be good and patient and all the above, all at once. I think it's a really well put together racetrack. Gotcha. <clears throat> Speaking of putting together uh, things, uh, Tim Wilbur up there at uh, Butler made some changes to the track. Mm -hmm. I guess during the off season, kind of widened things up. Uh, did that uh, help the racing this past weekend? Um, could could you tell uh, the difference at least? <laughs> it was a loaded question. I'm gonna get the cat in here. I, I, I didn't mean it to be loaded. I wasn't trying to get at anything. <laughs> well, right. No, it, I would say it has quite a bit of options to be a better uh, concept. Okay. In short, in short terms. So you're being uh, politically correct, I guess. Uh, I guess a lot of tracks opening night this year seem to have a lot of character. To, to, bar, to borrow a phrase from some of the NASCAR guys, they, they try to be politically correct. Yeah, uh, you know, Attica had some character their first opener. Um, then I feel like every track so far this year has had their own little bit of character in a way. Um, I, I I take the racetrack as its own little deal up at Butler, but in the end, 
know, everything he's putting together and everything he's adding to the place is definitely making the experience uh, to be there a lot better than what it has been in the past. And, and to speak up for the racetrack, since they don't have a voice here tonight, uh, you, they have been dealing with a very wet spring. So, and that oh kinda, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that that kind of messes things up for them. So, so what are you? What uh, plans or goals do you have for the rest of the season? I know you mentioned uh, running the GLSS, uh, um, the NR, just the NRA portion. You running, trying to get both uh, divisions there, overall championship or, or what? So the way that their their format set up is. There's about three or four conflicting races between GLSS and NRA, so you can't really run both for, I mean, you could if the rain played exactly the way that it needs to. But it just, uh, the way they have it set up, you kind of pick or choose whether you're running the GLSS, like the north deal, or you run NRA, which is more of the south uh, division, and you race one or the other for to be a champion of that series. And then you can run everything that you can that's racing as far as 360 wise. And you could uh, potentially be the tour championship person. And so what's the cat's name? My cat's name is Hoosier. Hoosier. All right. Well, as long as he's going to get some camera time, we might as well know his name. He is a hoot. We uh, we got him last year after the races. Uh, he kind of wandered up, and he's been a pain in my side ever since. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. A racing fan cat, though. Yeah, and our uh, our dog is named uh, Maxim. So I see. We uh, we have a whole lot of names of parts and cars <laughs> and everything you can think of as far as for our pets. That's been kind of the goal. So, so your goal then is uh, is to what's your primary goal for for the season? Is it the uh, NRA championship then? Yeah, I would say as far as championship wise, that's okay. uh, the NRA is going to be our initial uh, focus. I mean, we got this weekend at uh, I ninety six that still allows us to be able to pick or choose to go north or south. Um, but then the following weekend they're at Hartford and Lima on Friday, so. You get one weekend to figure out if you really suck in one or the other and then pick from there. But our initial thoughts is to run the NRA deal. Are you, are you uh, planning on running Butler again Saturday night? Yep, that's the plan so far as long as rain stays away. We uh, find it a little bit easier uh, for the races that don't have anything really heavy going around You know, in the area that we get back to Butler and – uh, see the fan base and it makes it easier sometimes for me too because uh, my wife runs a uh, four-time sprint car up there too so it really? gives me a, a few races that i can be around her stuff yeah i, w- I want to talk about that but uh, before we get to that if you happen to win saturday night would that maybe change your mind as far as maybe change focus a little bit and run for a butler championship or would that you're you uh, committed to the the nra thing uh it's kind of hard to to make that decision to go run that for, for points, especially with the pay that they, they put out every night and then what they pay at the end of the year, you know, as far as a championship, if it was, you know, five, $6,000 to win a championship and was paying you know, like two grand to win every night, then I think maybe it would make it a little bit easier to shift focus. Um, so you got to go where the money is. Well, you got to go where you don't end up in a hole. <laughs> 
or a crater, I should say, <laughs> sure. at the end of the year, a hole. Yeah. So everybody's in a hole, but yeah, craters. Now, speak, speaking of a hole, you're not you run your car or you run a car for Greg Wheeler, but you're also a car owner that, uh, as you mentioned, that your wife races. How how did yep. that uh, tell us how how that came about and and how that's going? Well, so it's a car ownership kind of partnership with my wife. I can't totally take complete ownership role of it, but oh. I like to say that I am. But how that kind of came about is uh, she. Uh, got out of the military and came back and started running some go-kart stuff that I had laying around uh, still. And she just continued to, to progress with it. So we stepped her up to a lightning sprint and it made more sense at the time to put the money into a sprint car and have her run the sprint car stuff when I was running at Butler. And now it's kind of in the same boat we were when she was running a lightning sprint and I was running at Butler were kind of separated. The original goal was to be able to run together and kind of be around each other a little bit more. But she has uh, some people behind her this year that are making my job a little bit easier. And I don't have to be as devoted to her stuff um, on a every week basis and every weekend basis. So, so. so when you're down in Ohio, she'll still be racing up in Michigan? Yep, yep. She has uh, a few people that are committed all year for her her race car. There's three of them, and uh, they basically took on the the task of being her her crew when I'm not around, and even when I am around, like I try to be as very hands off as I can so that I don't mess up what they're doing. And what's what's her name? Uh, Shelby Rankin. Very good. Yeah. How did she do at Butler last week? Well, we had a new car out uh, for her, and some of the parts that were on it uh, weren't exactly the correct parts. Oh, so, no. I mean, like a Pittman arm. Uh, we had a short Pittman arm that kind of helped her last year, and it really needed to be a long Pittman arm. Slow, uh, slow the steering down too much. Yeah, it really, really slowed the steering down for her, and when she would really go to correct something she didn't have enough movement in the front tires so uh-huh. now do you race uh head to head with her and if you do, do you do you race her a little differently than everyone else uh so i guess the best way i can put that is last year was her first year doing the sprint car stuff and she had a 360 so a lot of times when i was racing around her it was during lap traffic which it's it's hard to say it that way but I still, you know, I still feel like I race her like everybody else. Um, there's a little bit more caution in it, I would say, in the back of my head, just because, you know. You'd hate to be <laughs> that's that your guy. Car. That, you'd hate to be <laughs> the guy we, we that dumps his together. wife. Yeah, that's we too. collect together, then I'm paying for her stuff, and then Greg's paying for my stuff, <laughs> and in the end of the day, we're all, you know, paying for something, and it just makes it a little bit more of a, financial problem could and be i'm hard. probably end up sleeping on sleeping on the couch i was going to say could be <laughs> a tough night sleeping on the couch absolutely yeah. um i wanted to uh get your opinion we're going to talk uh slide jobs here a little bit later and rusty slank to late model driver but uh from a, a sprint car driver's perspective what uh, what would you consider a perfectly executed slide job and what would you consider a slide job gone wrong so a perfectly executed slide job and 
my sprint car terminology is where you just get enough momentum to just miss their front end enough to break their their wing uh air and stall them out like i feel like in wing racing that's the the main goal like to get them so they don't cut back down underneath you uh you steal the wind off them and I would say that's like a, a perfect executed. Slide so in job. a sprint car slide job, arrow is a big deal. Yes, it's huge, I th- and really, like with the new tires that they have out now, I think it's a even bigger task to really? keep in clean air. Now, so as long as you don't make contact with that car, then that's a clean slide job. Yes. Oh, well, I I think as long as you don't touch them, it's a clean slide job. But a perfectly executed one is where you make them. Where they can't cross over. Check up or crossovers, so on and so forth. That you got to have something to break their the rhythm. I, I feel to, to be a perfectly executed slide job. And how how hard is it to uh, execute a slide job in a in a sprint car? You know, without overshooting and getting up into the wall or going over the the berm if there's no wall, or you know, not getting enough momentum and having nowhere to slide up. Well, racetrack, 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 because. There's some racetracks you just can't do it, and or you can, and it's extremely hard. Um, I think it's all about the entrance and how much momentum you carry uh, to the apex of the corner, and then from apex out, judging how much speed you have and whether you need to wing the car over a little bit harder to slow yourself down, um, because you can't really get after the brakes, or then you uh, run the risk of them coming back up to you and collecting. Sure. So would you consider yourself a slide job expert? Uh, with the area that we're in, it does not promote a lot of slide jobs. Um, so you don't get a whole lot of work at it. So I've done them. Expert, no. Uh, decent at doing them, probably. I'm assuming it Midget would have been a little bit easier to do slide jobs in. Uh, I think the midget racing around this area has a lot of conducive slide jobs. Okay. Sure. I think it's a, a truly, I feel like this area is well, Indiana area, I should say is an extremely well put together midget format gotcha. platform or whatever it should be called. Well, before we let you go, I want you to uh, give a shout out to your sponsors. Okay. Um, so we have one that's uh, kind of been around with us for a very long time, and that's Flint uh, Trucking. And then we have one that came on this year. Uh, it's new finish, powder coating and sandblasting out of cold water. And then we have Sterling Express, uh, quality uh, diesel performance, uh, numerics. We have, oh, Canopies R Us. We have... Man, it put me on the spot. <laughs> so we have uh, a t- tobacco place up in Fremont. That, that Fremont, Indiana. Fremont, Indiana. Yeah. yeah. No, Fremont, Michigan. Fremont, Michigan. Okay. Oh my okay. goodness, there's too many yeah. Fremonts. Yep. Um, oh, Native Trails Tobacco. I'm so sorry for them. <laughs> I forgot. It's hard to put everything together, but no, it's, we have a lot of really good people that, that come on board and there's a, another one that's been around with me for a very long time. And that's, uh, his name is Brian Wilson. He owns BW trucking and he's been around he helps with her stuff too. Um, 
but we we have a lot of really really good sponsors and way more supporters uh, with parts and stuff like that that I could ramble on for forever. But those we, are those are really important. Have, yeah, we uh, <laughs> you can't do it without them, especially if you don't get deals on parts and stuff's just extremely expensive anymore. But no, it's just with everybody. Even if I forgot anybody, they're they're what makes everything happen and have gotten me to the point that I, I am right now. And I, I can't think I'm enough. So a few minutes ago, you talked about Hoosier tires and um, are they better or worse than last year? We know they're significantly more expensive. Um, yeah, I would say the price range for our tires, I don't think have changed a whole, whole lot. Um, I think they, kind of helped us out a little bit on the left rear game as far as price right. um, quality of them i don't see as variant of tires coming out of it where before like depending on if they produced them that week and you got them that week or if you got one that's been sitting around for three months i mean it, it really made a difference of what you did with the race right. um now I, I feel like they got that kind of controlled where you're getting more of a consistent flow or a consistent tire uh to race on uh, go ahead i know that's okay i know that the right rear is can be flipped now you could reverse rotation on it has that helped anything or were you doing that before i've i've talked to some guys that even when they had the kind of directional tire, they were still flipping them. So I think what we did last year, we did a lot of tire flipping. We actually ran new tires backwards a lot. Um, just the way that the tread pattern was, I felt like at some racetracks helped uh, cool the tire a little really? bit better. Hmm. Um, so we ran the tires backwards quite a bit last year, and I think it really helped what we were doing for this year uh, because the tires are non-directional this year and there's no camber to them well last year we were running them backwards where we were reverse on camber <laughs> so the loss of grip that the tires have now because there is no camber uh, i think it really helped promote us to be a little bit better this year with running the tires the way we did last year so this weekend's plans uh i-96 friday butler on saturday Yep, that's our plans for this weekend. Um, unless rain detours us somewhere else. And, right. your, and your wife? She is committed to running Butler all year long. So right. she'll be running for championship, and uh, she's going to get the opportunity to run for rookie of the year also up there. I'm, th uh, I'm thinking she'll pick up a few fans uh, after talking about her. I, I really hope so. Um, the way that her car is put together, uh, we, we did it a little bit different than a lot of people. Uh, one side of her car is blue and one side of it's pink. Uh, so it gives it a, a really cool look. And I feel like given that she gets a little bit more people to kind of follow her, I think her, a t-shirt would be absolutely insane looking sure. uh, for her. Nice. Well, one thing uh, about our guests is uh, a yeah. lot more than half the time, we'll, we'll say that at this point, that they go on and win their next event after being on the show. So um, tomorrow night at well, I really hope I-96. So. Yeah, no pressure or anything. Well, the only reason why I say that, I really hope so, is because every other podcast I've been on previous to now, we've really sucked hind tip. 
the the next time we go out. So oh, we never we never do that. We never do that to our racers. Oh no. Well, the last one that I was on, uh, we went down to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and I absolutely destroyed a race car down there. So that's a long tow to mess a car up. Especially when you're planning on racing three nights, and the only thing you did not take was a frame, and it absolutely destroyed it. So there was no oh. cobbling it together and making it work the rest of the weekend, which that one crash kind of derailed our whole program for the end of the year. We were going to do the stuff down there in Little Rock for the ASCS, and then we we're going to go over to uh, West Memphis, or Memphis, I should say, and run that flip-flop 50 with the USCS. But we destroyed a car, and we decided that we should uh, – regroup for this year we'll, we'll keep <laughs> it together tomorrow night and saturday as well and uh we expect wins maybe two yeah well if i get two you guys probably gotta have me back on all right <laughs> how about that, that <laughs> sounds, sounds great tyler it's been a pleasure uh good luck this weekend tyler rankin thank thanks so much thank you guys i appreciate it yeah we'll see you there you go tyler rankin sprint car racer running uh, nra 360s and uh 410s and, uh, yeah, in action, i, I got to make it so that I'm not the big person here. Here we go. Flip it back around. Uh, yeah, coming up uh, in just a little bit, we're uh, going to speak with Re- to Rusty Schlenk uh, specifically about slide jobs uh, and kind of what brought that up. Uh, before we get to that, we do have uh, our some stuff from uh, last weekend, actually, to uh, get to. Got some pizza to give away. We still have a lot of stuff to get to, so we're going to try and fly through some of this stuff. So let's do this. Racing Roundup. Attica Raceway Park, Friday night. Uh, that 3,000 to win show, Rusty Schlank picking up the win there. Uh, a little bit of uh, controversy uh, drummed up by a social media thing uh, after that uh, night. We'll talk about uh, yeah, little, somebody little Somebody bit. brought that up on the Hammerdown Hotline, strangely enough. Rolling. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Jamie Miller picking up the win in the 305s. Keith Sorg uh, picking up a, a, a win there in the dirt trucks. Was that the the one where they were like uh, three wide or something? No, that was Fremont. Was that Fremont? Okay, that was Fremont. All right. Uh, Lima Lime Motorsports Park, Dylan Westbrook picking up the uh, NRA Sprint win on Friday night. Dylan Nussbaum, uh, the modified winner, and Kyle Moore picking up the win in the Thunderstocks. Eldora, they had the, uh, uh, was it Let's Go 2 deal the Friday night and Saturday. Friday night it was uh, Logan Schuhart uh, picking up the World of Outlaw uh, NAS Energy Sprint Car feature win. Justin Grant picking up the USAC Amsoil National Sprint Car win. Uh, on Saturday, Rico Abreu picking up the win. Uh, CJ Leary, CJ Leary, excuse me, uh, picking up the USAC Sprint Car win at Eldora there on Saturday. Also Saturday, Flat Rock Speedway. Uh, Justin Clotridi, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll have to, have to talk to Scott about that. Uh, picked up uh, the Outlaw Super Late Model win there. Jeremy Vanderhoof. Uh, picking up the Street Stock A main feature, uh, Troy Bremer picking up the Street Stock B main, and Greg Stude, the uh, figure eight winner. What a surprise. Yeah. Oakshade Raceway, of course, uh, not uh, getting things started. Track was uh, still too uh, wet, soggy. Soggy. We'll go soggy from uh, previous weekend's rain. Uh, Fremont Speedway last uh, week in action. Cap Henry picking up the 410. Uh, Feature win there. That was his 13th career win. Jamie Miller, again, made it a sweep for the weekend, picking up the 305 feature both at Attica and Fremont. 
Jimmy Holcomb picking up the dirt track, uh, dirt truck feature win that by point zero two five seconds over Dave Gumby Jr. and Dustin Keegan. I guess those were the three guys that yep. were battling on Scott. Saturday. That was the most amazing race. Uh, Dave Gumby uh, led a, a good share of the race. Uh, I think he he's a proud papa. That's why he is. He didn't want to mess anything up, <laughs> but he uh, he made the wrong choice on the lap car. Uh, the other two cars had the opportunity to get up next to him. It was a drag race off a of turn four, and you couldn't tell who won. It was that it close? was an amazing feature. Nice. Uh, that's a and that's a, usually the last feature there for it was. too. So reason to stick around for, and, to the very and, end. And very final away, checker flag. It was far and away the best race of the night. Sandusky Speedway also racing uh, on Saturday. Clayton Oliver, name we never mention. He picked up uh, the Renegades uh, feature win. Brooke Tucker won the big beginner stock feature. Rich Dewitt Jr. was the pure stock feature winner. And Brandon Bailey winning uh, the All-American Iron, brand-new class out there at Sandusky. Right. Big cars. Yep. Uh, Butler Motor Speedway, Tyler Rankin, we just uh, spoke with. He picked Yay. up the 410 win. Chad Bauer is winner in the Modifieds. Cody Connor, the street stock uh, winner. And Ryan Cracker picking up the win in the four cylinders. Lucas Oil, late model dirt series last Thursday night at Atomic Speedway. Hudson O'Neill picking up the win. They went to Ponderosa Speedway on Friday night. Mike Marler picking up the win there. Saturday is the Ralph Lathrop Memorial at Florence Speedway in Kentucky. And uh, Ricky, Cor- Thor- Ricky Thornton Jr. picking up the win on uh, Saturday night. In World of Outlaw Case Construction Late Model Series action last Thursday, Mississippi Thunder Speedway, Brandon Shepard and uh, Kate Diller picking up the win. Was that last weekend? Or did I forget to take that off? Now I can't remember. Dave. Uh, (laughs) I want to say that was the weekend before. Uh, Because, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was because heavy rain forced uh, the cancellation for the rest of that. That was the Dairyland shootout. Yeah, uh, World of Outlaw, now Energy Drink Sprint Car Series. Maybe that was last weekend. Man, my weeks get all confused. I'm all messed up. Uh, Wednesday, the Gettysburg Clash. Uh, actually, last night, matter of fact, uh, Lincoln Speedway, Anthony Macri picking up the win in uh, World of Outlaw. Nas Energy Drink Sprint Car Series action. Arc Menard Series in, series in action uh, at uh, Kansas Speedway. That was not last. Yeah, that's what I thought. I forgot to take that off. Thanks, Dave. That was my fault. I don't blame Dave for that one. Jesse Love picking up the win in the uh, Arkham Menard Series event. Uh, truck Series action, uh, NASCAR Truck Series, that is uh, Saturday. Grant Infinger picking up the uh, Heartbeat of America 200 win at Kansas. Um, Denny Hamlin picking up the win in a little bit of a controversial. It was actually a pretty good race. I watched yeah. parts of it on, Saturday, on Sunday afternoon, the uh, Cup Series race and Better Health 400. Denny Hamlin, uh, I don't know what, what he he got into Kyle Larson on the back stretch of the final lap. Larson was leading, and Hamlin went on to win. It what, was what, certainly not a slide job. It was not a slide, no, because he hit him in the rear. Um, dirty? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, two drivers going for the win, I guess, right? Scott. It... Some people race clean. Some people will do whatever it takes to win. And I saw a lot of comments while well, rubbing is racing. Bullshit. Rubbing, rubbing is racing is a, is a, a, a quote from a, a movie. 
rubbing is not racing. If you've got to dump somebody to win, expect it to be paid back. Fair enough. Uh, uh, last night, uh, Casserole Flow Racing Night in America, Spoon River, Dennis Herb Jr. picking up uh, the win there, and uh, that's uh, going on tonight, as a matter of fact, at uh, where is it? Lincoln Speedway tonight, I believe. Well, it's in our Big D's uh, Pizza Racing menu coming up here. We'll talk about that. Uh, contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from action shots to victory lane. They're working on even more custom gift items uh, with Freeze Frame Photo pictures on there. Uh, Freeze Frame Kids Night uh, returning to Oakshade Raceway this summer. The first 50 kids uh, coming through the gate will get a ticket. They can redeem at any time during the night for a free 4x6 photo. Uh, sponsorships of that, uh, just 50 bucks. Uh, call Charlie, 419-476-9978. I'm not sure if he has any left. I know last week he had like two right. left. Um and I'm not sure where that stands, but uh, give Charlie a call. Or if you just want some photos or arrange a custom uh, photo shoot, uh, he'll do that too. 419-476-9978. Freeze frame photo. Special moments frozen in time. And Ron Miller race cars. Lambertville, Michigan, 734-856-7223. Uh, every night is spoken for, I see he just said. So. That's con- that's great, Charlie. Congratulations. That's good. There's be lots of uh, kids with Photos. I remember when yeah. I was a kid, I used to be pretty excited about that. But anyways, uh, give Ron a call. Race cars, parts, safety equipment, uh, service, uh, pretty much uh, advice, whatever. He doesn't even yeah. sell that. He'll give that away for free sometimes. Uh, 734-856-7223. Uh, before we get to uh, Rusty here, how about we do a little bit of uh, racing news. Latest racing news. So, uh, Buddy Kofoid and Crouch Motorsports have parted ways. Kofoid had been running a part-time World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series schedule. He earned a win at Talladega Short Track and notched 10 top, tens, 10, top 10 finishes in uh, 15 starts. He was also competing in the High Limit Sprint Car Series. Uh, the very next day, it was announced that uh, Corey Eliason has been named to take over that ride in uh, Crouch Motorsports. You know, if there's anything consistent in sprint car racing, is that there's nothing consistent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, Parker Price Miller has decided to part ways with uh, McCandless Motorsports on Sunday afternoon. He scored a victory for McCandless team at Atomic earlier this year. He said he might uh, run his own car and try some late model stuff. Ooh. Yeah, I figured I'd get your attention. Uh, okay, uh, this was fun. Uh, back to the cup race on Sunday. With 66 laps to go in Sunday's cup race, Noah Gregson and Ross Chastain Ran three wide with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. As Chastain exited turn four, he ran wide. Gregson was on the outside. Gregson ran into the wall, and as Gregson bounced off the wall, he turned left and rubbed into the right side. That'd be the left side of uh, Chastain in frustration. Uh, Both drivers were able able to keep rolling. No caution was thrown uh, with 62 laps to go. That was four laps later. Gregson spun with a flat tire. After the race, the two drivers... Talked. Talked about in it. quotes, yeah. yeah. And uh, this is what happened. And if you listen close, you can actually hear the punch landing on Noah Gregson's face. Here you go. Check this out. So Gregson's walking up to Chastain in the pit row. Chastain's just kind of, can't really hear what they're saying. Just Gregson grabs him and he's don't, saying, don't stop. Put your hands on me. There's the pop. And before Gregson can... Uh, and respond in kind. So officials stepped in and kind of break things up there. And also, I don't like I don't like Gregson's haircut. I know it was like a, a bet that he lost or something. 
I don't like that haircut. It's not working for me. I don't know. So, yeah, and I guess there was no fines from that. That was a nice, clean shot that he landed, though. Have at it, boys, is alive and well. I guess so. Um, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, and I didn't think I was why I watched the, the incident, I guess. I mean, he ran him up high, but there he, was, he left him room. He didn't right. run him into the wall, I don't think, but I don't know. It's uh, that arrow thing again. That could be, yeah. Um, Ryan Newman, 18-time uh, NASCAR Cup Series race winner, has joined Rick Ware Racing for select races this season. Recently named one of NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers, Newman will make his first start with the team at Darlington this weekend. Ooh. And uh, I did read that he doesn't want to run the bigger tracks. Darlington is the biggest track he's going to run, I guess, okay. uh, because of the, he doesn't think the new car is safe. And he's a mechanical engineer. Yeah, and he's been in some pretty wild. He's a, he's got two bars named after him already in the right. uh, the the roll cage, and he doesn't want a third. So, uh, cool to see Ryan Newman back, though. That's uh, and here's another cool thing: the XR Super Series late models announced a one thousand. The, the name of the event's the one thousand one hundred thousand upgrade coming to Kokomo Speedway. Really, Monday, June twelfth. Late model race paying one hundred thousand to win, two thousand to start. Wow! Yeah. Think any uh, drivers from this area will make the trip to Kokomo? Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, for for that, I imagine that's going to be a pretty big show for when. Well, assuming they can get there on a Monday night, that's the unfortunate part about it. Depends on how the weekend goes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, so yeah, that was just announced. Pretty big deal again. That's uh, June twelfth at Kokomo Speedway. Officials from the uh, ASA Stars Tour announced they will not be able to accept any more entries for the ECMD 150 that takes place at North Wilkesboro on uh, May 16th after the entry list. Uh, actually, I think the article I read said the entry re- list had reached 50, uh, but then I saw the entry list and it's got 55 drivers on it. Oh. So, um, so they've capped it at 55. Yeah, as of Tuesday, it had 55. Yeah, lack of space has led to the cutoff. The list of drivers already entered. Uh, some of these names are, I mean, Eric Jones, uh, Johnny Sauter, Chase Elliott, Carson Hosovar, Chandler Smith, Noah Gregson. I wonder if he'll get punched again. Uh, Grant Infinger, probably not because, uh, uh, what's his Chastain? name? Chastain's not uh, there. Ty Majeski uh, and Daniel Suarez uh, among uh, the 55 drivers. Definitely some names there. For ASA, I believe that's, uh, what is it, the uh, All-Star Weekend? Right. So a lot of people getting into the nostalgia of mm-hmm. North Wilkesboro. Pretty cool. And that that's it for uh, the news. Should we uh, should we uh, do our uh, Rusty Schlenk here thing? Sure, let's talk to Rusty. We'll do the the Rusty thing here, and then uh, we'll get back with the Hammer Down Hotline and give away some Big D's pizza right after that. Sounds and good the, to me. Don't want to miss the Hammer Down Hotline. It's some good stuff this week. So uh, let's talk to Rusty. So we got uh, Rusty Schlenk with us. Um, look, there's I saw a post on his Facebook that kind of inspired this uh, topic that I, I kind of wanted to touch on. Uh, and Scott, there's been a lot of stuff interesting on the internet. There has, lately. but but in particular, slide this jobs. I, yeah. There was a, an incident, I guess, at, was it at Highland? A couple, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago? If you're talking about my incident, yes, that was at Highland. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, and there was a comment on there. One of the comments said, you know, what? What is a, a what what what's count, a good slide? Yeah, job? what counts as a good slide job? What counts as a bad slide? We, and I we, thought that we was know what a bad slide and, job is because yeah. there's contact. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I kind of wanted to uh, to get uh, some racers' opinions on, mm-hmm. on this, and 
I thought you might be a good one. You've had uh, quite a few experiences with slide jobs yourself uh, on the receiving <laughs> and giving end. Um, first, I guess, uh, just in case anybody doesn't know exactly what a slide job is, Rusty, I, I'm going to let you kind of uh, explain what is a slide job and how, and how do you uh, execute it? <laughs> well, there's lots of ways to execute it, whether it's good or bad. Um, no, a, a slide job is when you, when you pass another car without just pulling out a line and driving around them like a normal pass would be like down a highway. I mean, you, uh, generally they're on a one lane top dominant track where the, where, where everybody's kind of running the top and you, there's, there's no good way to pass. So, uh, you, you get a run the previous corner, you kind of set them up for it and, uh, you, you get a run in the previous corner and make sure you got enough speed going down the, going down the straightaway where you can tuck underneath of them and, and, uh, and slide in front of them and, and kind of slide up and take their line away. I mean, the, the way people do it, I think is, uh, is where the controversy is. I mean, to, to pull off a good slide job, obviously you, you want to be able to, to overtake them and, and, and not let them gain the spot back or cross you over and pass you back. But you also don't want to completely make them check up or have to hit the wall or spin themselves out or, or any of the, any of the above. We've seen some, uh, some of those slide jobs where they go back and forth and they're pretty exciting. Um, it seems, it seems like uh, watching midget races, those guys are, it seems yeah. you know, since they're so small, I think it's easier. Is it, I, I obviously, I don't think you've had any midget car experience, Rusty, but uh, would it be easier in a smaller vehicle? Oh, for sure, because they're more maneuverable. Um, midget races are good for slide jobs because they're they're so small and they are they're, they can change direction a lot quicker. So the, the slide jobs can be a lot tighter. Um, you don't have to clear them by as much. You can, there's a lot more room to, to check up and turn back under them and it makes, it just makes for good racing. But the, the bigger the car gets, uh, the harder it is, obviously, when, when you're carrying a bunch of speed to, uh, if somebody does pull a bad slide job, to check up and, and try to maneuver around them because we've got a 2,700 pound race car we're trying to change directions with in a hurry. <laughs> so, so you follow somebody around the high side, get a good run coming off the corner, and drive in significantly deeper than them, and then slide up in front of them. Um, do you ever get bit by running in much deeper than normal? So, yeah, I mean, there's a... Uh, and that's why the spoilers break away, right? Right. I mean, there, there's two ways to fail on a slide job. You, you can overshoot the slide job and put yourself in the wall or jump the cushion and lose all your momentum, um, or you can undershoot the slide job, which is what happened to me, uh, and, and come across the other guy's nose and wreck both of you or wreck him or wreck yourself. Uh, generally a good slide job in, in, in my book. Um, I mean, everybody's got a different opinion on it. Um, but I, I race all over the country. I race with a lot of different people. I've raced with, with pretty much everybody that's ran a dirt late model in the country. I feel like I probably raced with them at one point. So I've seen, I've seen everybody's driving styles. Um, in my book, a good slide job is a slide job where you where you clear the other car with enough speed and and in the in the proper position where it gives them a chance to either check up and not run into you and not affect their you know I mean not not make them have to take evasive action and hit the wall or run into you or spin themselves out as long as you clear them and don't make and don't affect their race in any way other than maybe making them have to check up and hit the brakes or slow their slow their momentum down a little bit to me it's a good slide job 
Let me ask you this. As far as the driver that's being passed on the receiving end of the slide job, um, two parts to this question. Is it, uh, is it expected of them to kind of, uh, to, to lift a little or, you to know, check off. Yeah, yeah. they see you coming in, in, you know, I've seen a lot of times where a slide job is, is performed, the car clears them, but the guy behind just doesn't lift. And, you know, he says, I'm not slowing down in his head, I guess, and well, takes him out. And, and then and, the other and, part, the other what? part of the question is, does the person you're passing, does that kind of play into, you know, whether, you know, cause you know how he races, does that play into uh, whether or not you're going to do a slide job? And that's, that, that's the biggest thing. As a driver, and like that, that kind of goes like what I said with racing all over the country and knowing everybody's driving style, there are people that I will slide differently than other people. Um, I'll give anybody a slide job, but it, it, how I do it depends on how the driver drives. Uh, it, some guys will cross you over. Uh, some guys will hit the brakes. Some guys will run into the back of you. So, uh, it, I mean, it really just depends on – it really just depends on the driver. But at the same time, for your question a minute ago, um, I feel like it, when I'm giving a slide job, it's my job to give the other to give the other guy the opportunity to cross me over or at least get his car slowed down and under control without screwing him up or screwing me up or both. Yes. So if I go in there and I know and, and I didn't clear him. And I and, and I didn't give him an opportunity to get slowed up or or cross me over. Then he, and he runs in the back of me and spins me out. That's my own fault at that point. I'm not I'm not mad at that guy for uh, for what happened there, which is exactly what happened with me and Darren. Uh, Darren and I talked after the race and, and the next day, and uh, he 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 pretty much told me I knew as soon as I pulled the trigger, I knew I wasn't going to clear you, but I was too committed at that point, and he said I, sh- I just should have done it. I should have waited and. Um, when you when you when you pull the trigger too early on it, uh, there's sometimes there's just nothing you can do other than try to get through there as fast as you can and then give the other guy an option to check up. And it was just a it was just a bad call on his part. He just he made a bad mistake. Which so what he did to me, I don't take. I don't think it's any different than just overdriving the corner and running into the back of somebody and spinning them out. You know, I mean, it's it's right. at that point, it's it's the same thing in my book. You know, it's been my experience that. And and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, when you're doing a slide job, you've got to get back to the throttle kind of quickly because any time you're on the throttle, you're in control. If, if, if you've got to do a slide job and get on the brakes, uh, when you're on the brakes, the car's in control. Correct. Correct. Yeah, you've got to, uh, in order to do a, a get everybody out of it, uh, in one piece, you you got to get through there, and you got to get to the cushion, and you've got to get back on the gas as quick as possible. Um, because if you don't, if you go through there on the brakes and, and and you miss, like what what Darren did, is he just completely missed. He he didn't have a good enough run, and he drove through the slick. He didn't get turned down the track early enough, and he drove through the slick. And once he hit the slick, he was on the brakes because he if he would have stayed in the fuel, uh, he'd have put himself in the wall and, and junked his boat. So. At that point, he had to try to slow the car down to keep his car under control from hitting the wall. Well, when he did that, it I'm, I was wide open on the cushion, and I didn't have any choice other than to lock the brakes up and run into the back of him and try to try to make damage as minimal as possible. So how how tough is it to master the art of a slide job? I mean, do you remember your first slide job? He was, 11, he was 11 years old. 
My first fly, it probably wasn't my first fly job, but the first fly job I remember ended up with Todd Newton hanging upside down in the fence at Oakgate. So, yeah, I was, uh, was, was going to bring that up, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> that was a that was a slide job that uh, you ended up uh, hitting doors, right? Yeah, that was not uh, that that wasn't pretty. That's how that's um, how actually, to do it wrong. So that that's an example well, of what not to do. To to. Uh, to clear things up a little bit about that one, um, it wasn't necessarily a, a bad slide job on my part. The I couldn't figure, I shouldn't have done it because I couldn't figure out what was going on. I kept getting tighter and tighter and tighter, and the car wasn't turning good. Well, what had happened uh, after we figured out figured it all out a couple weeks later? Um, that was back in the day when we ran the uh, the right front line locks for a shutoff where you had to manually turn them on, where it was just an on off belt. They didn't have a bypass. So I was a young driver. I think I was 13, 14 years old, whatever it was. And I didn't know better. So we had just put that right front line lock in there. And I didn't know back in the day, you, every couple laps, you had to open it up and bleed the pressure off because as the, as it built brake heat, it would lock up the right front caliper. So when I turned down underneath of him, my car didn't turn, and I took a hard right, ran right into his door. <laughs> Scott, um, if, if you ever see a car with the right front brake glowing, chances are they've got an old-style ball valve, and that's what went wrong. Well, I, I don't have this, so I, I, this is the first time I even knew this existed. What so that was, uh, we didn't, we actually didn't find it until a couple of weeks later, um, because it kept happening as the race, the, the longer the race would go on, I kept doing the same thing, getting tighter and tighter and tighter. So I ended up figuring out why I flipped Todd Newton, but I'm sure it doesn't make him feel any better about it. <laughs> so what, once, once you figured out and got the gremlins out of the way, I mean, how, how, how long did it take to master? I mean, how many failed attempts were there before you mastered uh, the slide job or at least feel well, comfortable Thankfully, um, I, I feel like there's, I've probably given a few sketchy slide jobs in my day that I, I wouldn't say bad, but I feel like right off the bat, I had a pretty good grasp on, uh, on making sure I see, I, I have a bad problem where I usually overshoot the slide job. I'm, I'm the guy that goes on the overshoot instead of the undershoot because I don't like, you know, I mean, I don't, I like to race everybody clean. I like to leave everybody room. Um, I, my slide jobs normally have so much room where I give them, I don't break their momentum enough. I, I give them plenty of room to cross over, um, which ends up in, it, that ends up in a slide job battle. So it, 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 you know what I mean? And then you're crossing each over, uh, each other over every corner for the next few laps. It and, makes it for exciting um, racing for the fans. And it does. It does. Yeah. Um, but I've always tried to be on the clean side of the slide jobs. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been some times where I've, uh, I've messed up. I've, I've made, the bad decisions before um but thankfully my my bad slide jobs have never really caused anybody to other than the Todd Newton incident I can't really recall any that have that have really ruined somebody's night you know what I mean or, or completely junked their car or, or anything like that so I mean I, don't get me wrong I've given some bad ones I've had to apologize before but usually there, there there's nothing where we're fighting about it <laughs> so what what track uh do you think that you've you've raced all over the place? Uh, what track uh, lends for the best slide job battles? Attica is one of my favorite racetracks. To, is I, I can remember so many so many slide job battles at that place. It just uh, it, me and Doug Ground and uh, I have had plenty of slide job battles around that place. Me and uh, Ryan Markham and I had some. Um, I can I mean there's there's just been a lot of good racing around that place. It's, it's nice and wide and. 
Um, it's always got a good cushion, something to something to lean on, so so you don't have to break your momentum so bad on the sliders. So that place is always pretty fun. All right, so we, Rusty, we we've, we've got to let you go in just a minute. Um, where can uh, where can our fans catch Rusty this weekend? Well, the plan was Attica and Oakshade, um, but I don't. Uh, weather's not looking good for Attica, so. I am going to try to have my car ready to go to Tri-City tomorrow night. I was supposed to be in Tyler's car at Attica and Oakshade, but he's not going to have his stuff ready in time to go to uh, to go to Attica. So I'm going to try to get my car ready to be to Tri-City up in Michigan tomorrow night and then uh, probably be back down to Oakshade for Saturday as long as the weather's good. That's why you wanted to be, you agreed to be on the show, so you could go out and win the next race. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in conclusion, just to wrap up uh, our slide job talk, um, clean slide jobs, no contact, not, uh, causing the, the car you're passing to, uh, have to check up too much. Um, I mean, I'm guessing some slowing down, you know, once you're there, just so you don't run into them is kind of, a uh, acceptable. Is this, uh, is this a correct, uh, assumption? That's, yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Everybody feels different. I mean, uh, if, if somebody gives me a slide job, um, even if I have to break my momentum and slow the car down and get on the brakes and turn underneath of them, um, that, that, it doesn't, it doesn't upset me. I mean, that's, that, that in my mind is a good slide job. I mean, that's, that's their goal is to slide in there, break my momentum, make me have to change my line. Um, but as long as they give me adequate room to do that, uh, I'm not mad about it. Um, what I only get mad when they, uh, when they don't give me any, any option other than crash. <laughs> now, now, let me ask you this too, to one step further, there's the defense for, for slide jobs. Uh, you know, you talked about, you know, leaving it open so that, uh, you know, they could cross back over, um, which, which is, is great. But if you don't want that car to cross back over, do is it frowned upon to, you know, kind of dive low into that next corner after you did a slide job to try and break, you know, the guy behind you from, from pulling a slide job on you. Yeah. Well, I actually, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I, that's, that's kind of the, the ticket to master the slide job is, uh, is to, to be able to block the next one. Uh, especially when you get in a slide job battle, I actually, I had to teach Colin that, uh, I had to teach Colin that last year at Attica. Um, uh, Colin and I kind of got in a little slide job battle and, I slid him and he tried crossing me over down the back straightaway and um, I ran him down into the next corner. Uh, it, it's just one of those deals where you have to, you have to kind of come down the track and, and we call it, we call it in uh, sliding yourself is what we, we as racers, okay. we gave ourselves a slide job. You know what I mean? We, we come down the track and we almost act like we're giving another slide job just to, to, to make that, to break their momentum and not let them get that run underneath of us leave them a lane down there. I mean, you don't just come across their nose and, and, and make them have to check up. We just, uh, we just kind of, kind of squeeze them down a little bit and drive in extra hard and, uh, and take that slide up line away. So it, it breaks our momentum, but it also breaks theirs. Um, so whoever gets to that cushion first is it will end up winning the, winning the battle of that deal on the, on the next lap. And the, the whole point of that is then to try and get some separation from that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yeah. You got to kill their, uh, cause when you give a slide job, it leaves you vulnerable because the other car can turn down the track and you're kind of sliding up the track. So they get a run on you and they can cross you back over and slide you in the next corner. So especially, you've got to do something to try to break their momentum to, to keep them from, from doing it back in the next corner. Especially when the wall has a little contact with your 
the right rear of your spoiler, that scrubs off a bit of speed. Not much. <laughs> unless you do it, unless you do it right, that's yeah. uh, <laughs> that, that helps. That helps get you turned in the right direction a little yeah. quicker if you get to that wall soon enough. You just push off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rusty. We we appreciate the time and in the clinic on uh, on slide jab, slide jab technology. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, guys. It was fun. Cool. All right, man. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about slide jobs tonight. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a switch back here. Um. Let's uh. Let's do a hammer down hotline here. This is uh. You'll you'll like this one. I think. Get rid of this. That's the one. There we go. Uh, Hammer down hotline. Uh, first, we'll go through our call here before we get to the text. Okay. Here we go. Here's Hammer down hotline. Gentlemen, I have answers for your questions. Your question week before last was who invented or who started using the choose cone first? Well, that would be the famous Bowman Gray Stadium. They were the first track to start using it. And I mean, personally, the first time I went to Bowman Gray Stadium almost 20 years ago, they were using it even back then. Wow. So I'm not sure when it, they started using it, but they are credited with the original track of using this choose cone. So there you go. And it's and it's going to be a beautiful weekend for racing somewhere. So maybe not where you're at, but somewhere. <laughs> so it's definitely a short track thing. It's it's not something that NASCAR invented. They. But it's isn't short, Bowman Gray a NASCAR track, tra- though? Yeah, but it's short track. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely short track thing. All right, so that's uh, our uh, call from uh, the Hammerdown Hotline. If uh, you want to call and leave a message at any time, answer any of our questions, uh, you know, do some investigative reporting for us. There's, again, the number 419-318-3081. Call or text anytime, day or night. Speaking of the text part, uh, we did get a text here. Really? Um, yeah, uh, this is uh, for you. Ready? I'll read this here. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. You're not going to put, you, you can't put it. Up I, I, yeah, no, I, okay. well, I suppose maybe next time all I right. can take okay. a picture of it. Um, Ron, is Ryan Missler on Steve Miller's Christmas card list? And uh, he went on to say, Ryan did get into Steve, but Steve couldn't hold a line. So I'm just going to let you field that and uh, have fun. Um, okay. I'm, I'm I, if you sure. want to give some background on what happened, uh, you know, in case uh, people aren't familiar with the incident. Okay. Steve in the uh, Lightning McSteve number 95 started on the pole of a heat race. Uh, Top four cars all qualified within a couple hundredths of a second of each other. Um, Going down into turn one on the green flag, uh, a car dove under Steve, kind of pushed him up a little bit. So they were all bundled up three wide uh, going going back into turn three. And... uh, Ryan, are you trying to be politically correct? Like I care. No, uh, I was just I'm just trying to call it like I saw it. Okay. Um, I think Ryan was a little quick back to the throttle uh, and got into the back end of the 95 car and uh, definitely turned him around. Um, the, the, the part, Scott, that, that and, I, and I'm not trying to be critical, but, uh, I think I think the I saw what what you're talking about. My opinion was it was kind of a racing deal. Yeah, I mean, and it was. Yeah, but but well, the part that that kind of got under your skin was after that. Well, prior to that, uh, 
even the headline on his uh, Facebook page was, I didn't dump him. Um, and, and then he went on to say somebody that was a second and a half slower and subpar equipment and uh, those kind of things really offended me. And uh, in, in a racing community, you, you've, you've got to watch your words. You really do. Because your words, just like your actions, can come back and haunt you. Um, I, I made a post. I, I made some comments, and I thought I kept it relatively civil. But, uh, boy, it started a whole thread of back and forth on that. Yeah, I received a few messages and even a call for about, did you see this? I'm like, yeah. And I always, for for those kind of things, uh, you know, that little uh, Michael Jackson animated gif, he's just eating popcorn, sitting in yeah, the movie yeah, theater. Yeah. That's me watching yeah. all the people count. <laughs> no, the, the, the weatherman may not be real kind well, we're not, on, we're on not Friday, but... You want to do uh, the if, weekend if, weather pit stop already? Not, no, no, no. Okay. But uh, if Ryan is at Oakshade on Saturday, I'll probably go over and buy a T-shirt. Okay. I know he appreciated everybody watching his video. Yeah. His videos. He does a lot of those. So. Uh, and, and hopefully Amber has. And Ryan's been on the show. He's been. And, and, and used to get the. And hopefully the, Amber has yeah. some of her treats, and I'll certainly buy some of Amber's sweet treats. Okay. But no Christmas. Well, did uh, Steve say anything, or I don't know no, if you want to be say very anything. honest. Um, after the entire Facebook thing blew up, Ryan called Steve, and they made nice. Okay, so they they, just, they talk things I, out. I can't say that there's still some not some ruffled feathers. They're, they're not buying each other Christmas cards yet, but they, they well, made it, nice. It may get that way. Oh, you know, okay. They, I don't uh, buy you a Christmas. No. I don't buy anybody a Christmas right. card. Who does that anymore? I, actually, we do. Oh, that's well, okay. We're, we're kind of yeah, old school. It's like, but don't yeah, go there. I'm not. I'm yeah. How about uh, we we give away some pizza? <laughs> are you done? Or are, are we good? I could fun? be done. Okay, we'll give away some pizza here. Let's. Uh, I, I was very pleased that that Ryan called Steve. Well, then uh, that's good to know. And, and they had a nice discussion. Okay. Rock on. How many? Let's give away some uh, Big D's pizza. Last week's uh, how many was uh, how many NRA sprints were going to be at Lima Land on Friday night. That number was 27. Ooh. You picked 22. I said 23. So I got close. That means you I have win. to go first uh, this week. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, one person guessed uh, the exact number. Really? You'll never guess who. Dave Kemmer? He's on the wall behind you there. Brian Hammer? Uh, Brain's not on the wall. I can't see. Oh, John Young. Oh, really? John Young picked uh, 27. So he was the only one to guess the exact right number. So congratulations, John Young. You have 30 days to pick up uh, another Big D's pizza. Boom. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This week's how many? Um, Here, let's get that up on the screen for you. This one I do have for you. How many uh, of the Oakshade Attica late models? We'll be at uh, Oakshade. How many Oakshade Attica late models Saturday? I didn't put at Oakshade, but yeah, that's at Oakshade on Saturday night. Yeah, because because it, it's Oakshade that late model Attica series. Were, yeah, they're yeah, at they Attica were, they on were, Friday. They were last week. No, this is this week. Attica. Yeah, Attica was last week. Well, they have late models this so. week too. I got it right here in the. Are they yeah. okay? Anyways, the the, the this week's how many is how many uh, late models will be at Oakshade 
on Saturday night for that uh, 2000 to win show too. A little bit of an right. elevated uh, prize for that. And uh, I have to guess first. So, uh, Dean's stalling. Dean's saying zero. He's, he tends to be right a lot. I mean, it, it is, we got that weekend weather pit stop. Maybe we should do the weekend weather pit stop before we do this, but uh, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to have to be optimistic and go against John and Dean. I like Char. I like Charlie and Doug's guess there. I'm going to go right in between them, about uh, 32. 32 is my number. That would, even on a good night, I think 32 is optimistic. I'm pretty optimistic. Uh, you know, I I could really be bad and go 31, but I'm going to try to nail it and say 27. Okay. Going with, going with a number of uh, NRA sprints at uh, Lima Land last Absolutely. week. Absolutely. All right. It was a winning number. So, uh, again, if you would like to uh, win a chance – uh, or have a chance at a uh, Big D's Pizza to win a Big D's Pizza. Just put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live, YouTube Live, or uh, if you're listening to us on uh, the podcast, not live, you can just pull up, uh, pull us up on Facebook, go to our uh, Thursday night Facebook Live and put your guess in, as long as it's before 4 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern, local time. Okay. So you have time to get in on that. Uh, so, And if you're smart... If you're smart, I would say don't guess yet because once you guess, you're locked in. You can't change it. So if you're smart and you wait and see what the weather's going to do, you might wait and put your guess in Saturday afternoon. Just don't forget to do it. Otherwise, you could miss out. So, I mean, I'm just sharing some strategy there that might help some people out. Uh, Before we do get to that uh, Big D's, uh, or that's not Big D's, uh, before we do get to the weekend weather pit stop, let's uh, do our Big D's. Pizza racing menu. This weekend, Big D's Pizza Racing Menu. So, uh, Friday night, a lot to choose from here. We got Lima Land, uh, the Mark Striker Streaker Memorial, the USAC D2 Midgets, UMP Modifieds, uh, Thunderstocks, the Dirt Track Truck Series. Ooh. Yeah, gates open at five. Racing at seven thirty. General admission just 12 bucks there at Lima Land. Also Friday nights, Attica Raceway Park. It's the Eric Phillips 35th Anniversary Classic, AFCS 410 Sprints, the Attica Oakshade Late Model Challenge Series, and the AFCS 305 Sprints. Gates open at 5, racing at 745. General admission tickets there uh, for adults, 20 bucks. And also Friday night, you got Toledo Speedway with their Ooh, opener. Yeah. Uh, Central Avenue Truck. Parts School Bus Figure 8 Race uh, Night featuring Kenny Schrader. You're going to have boat figure 8s, factory stocks, late model sportsmen, and uh, flagpole race uh, going on. Gate someone at 5, racing at 7 p.m. And uh, general mission tickets for adults, 20 bucks there. There is a rain date, so this may be enacted depending what the forecast does tomorrow. Uh, they'll do it the following Friday if, it, oh, okay. if they do get rained out uh, May 19th. I wonder if Schrader would... If he'll come back. Does Schrader have a rain date? I don't know. That I don't know, but we can find out. Saturday, uh, I was uh, told I should put this on our our list, sort of not really racing related, but uh, the uh, Epworth Epworth, uh, Methodist Church uh, right there in Central, they're having a -a touch-a-truck event on Saturday morning. Can you get there? Yeah, I can get there. Right right down Quarry. I don't have to cross the bridge. If you're coming from... The other side, like Reynolds, Reynolds Road, Road area, you can't, you the bridge is closed the there at Central. Yeah, but uh, touch a truck event. The Ocho will be out there. 
Uh, I was out there last year. It was a pretty cool event. Yeah. It's uh, some good food. I get donuts and stuff. I, that's the reason I go because they give oh, me free food. Free food. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to come sit in the Ocho, that's cool. Uh, you got to be a kid, though. This is for kids mostly. There's going to be like fire trucks. They have uh, the Army had like this little fake uh, jet thing. There's all kinds of different vehicles that so are out there. So if a good looking lady wanted to climb in the Ocho, you'd tell her no? Uh, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I don't It depends on how big she is. Okay. If she fits, it might be all right. We'll see. Uh, but that's from 10 to 2. The Ocho will be out there and possibly uh, Lightning McQueen. That's what I understand. Uh, and there may be a, another race car or two out there as well. Uh, but fire trucks, uh, like all kinds of different uh, sure. vehicles for, for kids. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. And donuts. And I think that's just for us, the people that bring the cars out. <laughs> but they do do lunch. I think they make like hot dogs and Ooh. hamburgers, and they have those for sale for oh, fundraisers. Cool. So, yeah, and it was pretty good. Um Later in the day, though, racing events, Flat Rock uh, Speedway, they will have the uh, super, Outlaw Super Late Models, uh, Figure 8 Street Stocks, gates open at 2, racing at 4. So uh, it's the last early start for Flat Rock Speedway. Uh, general admission tickets, 15 bucks. Oakshade Raceway, it's uh, their opening night with the Oakshade Attica Late Model Challenge Series, 2000 to win. Sportsman, Dominator Super Stocks and Compacts also in action. Gates open at four, racing at seven. General admission fourteen bucks. Fremont Speedway also in action on Saturday night. It's Auto Condition Night, featuring the AFCS four hundred and ten sprints, AFCS three hundred and five sprints, and the exciting dirt trucks. Gates open at four, racing at seven p.m. General admission eighteen dollars. There, Sandusky Speedway in action Saturday night with the Pure Stock Challenge, Renegades Beginner Stock, and All American Iron. Gates at four, racing at seven. General admission five bucks. Still, I mean, that's, that's not right. like a special shit. That's like their regular admission. It was a dollar the week before. Five by Right. Sandusky Speedway amazes me. Good deals. Yeah. Uh, and then also uh, Saturday Night Butler Motor Speedway in action. You can check out our uh, guest we had on earlier tonight, Tyler Rankin, uh, and his wife. Both uh, right. will be racing there in 410 sprints. UMP Modifieds in action. Street Stocks Midwest Compact Touring Series. Gates open at 430. Racing at 730. General Mission $15 there at Butler. Other racing action this weekend, uh, Illinois uh, uh, Late Model Speed Week continues uh, with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, the Farmer City 74 at Farmer City Raceway on uh, Friday, May 12th, and uh, Falls Spring Shootout at February Speedway in uh, February, Illinois on Saturday. Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions, they are in action at Jacksonville Speedway, Jacksonville, Illinois on uh, Friday night, and then Wilmot. Raceway in Wilmot, Wisconsin, Saturday, May 13th. That's uh, this Saturday. World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series. They'll be at Williams Grove Speedway in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, Friday and Saturday for the Morgan Cup. Uh, NASCAR Crafts and Trucks Series. Uh, they'll be running the Shriners Children 200 at Darlington on Saturday. 1.30 start on that, 1.30 in the afternoon. That'll be on Fox. Uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series, buckle up. South Carolina 200, that'll be, I think I got those mixed up. I think that's the, the Shriners thing Friday is the Saturday. Xfinity series. Uh, the truck series is the buckle up thing on Friday night, 730 on FS1. And the Cup series in action, Darlington, the Goodyear 400 on Sunday, May 14th, 3 o'clock on FS1. Too tough to tame. Yeah, there'll be some Darlington it Should be a good show. Yeah, that's a place where uh, Ch- Chastain would... Should be able just to ride the wall you all would, the way you around. Would think, yeah, yeah. It would work out good there. You know, he made a move 
and, and he didn't ride the wall in the cup race, but he was just inches off of it, and he passed like three cars last week. I would. Larson had, was running right up against the wall, I, too. I, I had to look to make sure that he didn't Did, do his rim ride again. Uh, NTT IndyCar Series in action as well. That'll be on Saturday. It's the GMR Grand Prix on the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. 3.30 p.m. Saturday on NBC. And uh, Castrol Flow Racing Night in America will uh, be happening next week. Marshalltown Speedway, Marshalltown, Iowa on Tuesday, May 16th. And Davenport Speedway in Davenport, Iowa on Wednesday, the 17th. And uh, finally, the High Limit uh, Sprint Car Series back in action. Wayne County Speedway over there in Orville, Ohio on Tuesday night, May 16th as well. So a lot, a lot of, of, a lot oh, of going on. Yeah. That was a long menu. A lot to yeah, choose from. Was. You could really get your get filled up you on know, and uh, With racing. all the midweek shows that are being scheduled. Um, it's like racing's a full-time It really thing. is. Uh, how's our weekend weather pit stop looking? Scott... There, there's some thunderstorms coming through tomorrow, and it's not just rain. These are thunderstorms coming in uh, northern Indiana, northern Ohio, uh, Michigan, southern Michigan especially. I need to get you like a weather map too so you it's, can like point to this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to rain. Um, on Friday. On Friday. Saturday, uh, there's going to be rain in the morning. It's going to clear up. It's just a matter of how much of that rain hangs around uh how much it, falls it, on it's, Friday? It's really a matter of timing. It's one of those things where people are going to be wondering why the track canceled if they got too much rain because it's going to be beautiful. By Saturday night. By Saturday afternoon, yeah. yeah. Two, three o'clock Saturday will be nice, but if the tracks are flooded, the parking lots are flooded, um, could be a problem. Yeah, so make sure you check out uh, whatever track you plan to go to this weekend, their social media or their website just to make sure that uh, things are still running as scheduled. Can I can I take a minute to uh, debunk some information going around the speedway? And I haven't even talked to you about this. Uh, oh, th- sure. There's a, there's a lot of rumors going what around speedway? that Millstream Speedway has been sold. Oh, that's the first time hearing of it. Millstream Speedway has not been sold. I talked to Greg Rowe at length, uh, which is no surprise. Um he had someone interested last fall. They kicked around some numbers, some possibilities. Greg kind of thought that they had an agreement, but it never happened. Now, Greg did say that he would entertain offers on the racetrack, but it would have to be with the consideration that it will be a racetrack. He will not sell it for farmland. He will not sell it for a housing development. Don't throw money at him because it will remain as a racetrack. Sort of the rumors going around saying that Millstream has been sold. No. That's good to know because I've heard rumors to the contrary of that, that he would just take money and turn it into a farm. No. So but that's good. And that's straight. And I've, I've speak, spoken to the promoter, uh, former promoter, I guess technically he's still kind of he's he is, the promoter yeah. in waiting, Scott Warner, who, uh, who was the one who uh, left that message last week on the Hammerdown oh, okay. hotline? <laughs> I was like, holy crap, because it doesn't, when people call, I, I don't have numbers saved in that well, uh, number, so it doesn't tell me They could me disguise their voice a little, too. Well, yeah, it's hard to tell, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, and he said that uh, he's still interested in being a promoter, so. Well, and Greg gave him a lot of credit for all the improvements that have been made at the track, and Greg did say that really the only thing lacking right now is the gate, on the back stretch. So did he say why he hasn't done, gotten that fixed yet? Did you ask him that question? I did not. 
Next maybe, time you talk maybe, to him. Maybe yeah. Scott didn't get it fixed. I don't know. Well, um, okay, I'm, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get in the middle of that. So at this point. Uh, but uh, it, it's just good to know that Millstream, in its future sometime, will be a racetrack. And sometime in the future. Can't say when. But yeah. Hopefully it's sooner than later. Thanks again to our guests, Tyler Rankin, Rusty Schlank. Um, yeah. Uh, it was in a, it's been a much longer show than I had anticipated. Well, that's an hour and 40 minutes. You folks will never get back. We hope you join hour, us. Hour and a half. Hope you join us again next week, and we'll do it again. Thanks to associate producer Dave Kemmer, contributors John Young, Matt Swanner. Make sure to like us on uh, Facebook. It really does help us. If you don't like us on Facebook yet, please do. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report and on our YouTube. If you do all three, that's great. Uh, listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If you can't make the 7 o'clock Thursday night deal, it's uh, you just download it first thing in the morning or later yeah. Thursday uh, night. Listen to it when uh, you're working the next day. or, or what, That's uh, what Perry does. He, yeah. He's working the field. He'll listen to us on Apple Podcasts. So, hey, Perry. Former, uh, what was uh, what was that segment we used to have with him? The tow truck... Uh, we had the lights and everything. Yeah, that was like yeah. my favorite part of the show when we first started. It was fun. <laughs> it was a lot of work he, he found out. but uh, He needs to do it occasionally anyway. Yeah. Uh, check us out at HammerdownRacingReport.com. And as always, uh, rate, review us, uh, share us with your friends. Uh, thanks to everybody who does that already. Thanks again to our sponsors, DCR Graphics, Big D's, Pizza, Oakshade, Raceway, Romulo Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Headhunters, Barber Studio, and Salon. And if uh, you are a flatbed trucker looking for a job, again, get a hold of me as soon as uh, we're off the air here. Class A license. Two years experience. It's all you need. You can start working tomorrow pretty much. I think you might have to pass like a drug for, test. Or for what but, sounds like pretty good money. Uh, as far as I know, yeah. I mean, I would. it's more than I make. So, yeah. And you're trying to hire them. Yeah. And uh, I think the hours are pretty decent, too. I can give you all the details on that. Just get a hold of me somehow. Uh, if you're interested in becoming sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing Report, send us a message or call the Hammerdown Hotline, 419-318-3081. And, uh, yeah, that's it. We're going to get out of here and go watch some flow, Castro Flow Racing Night in America. It's going on right now, I believe. It's about time. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next Thursday, 7 o'clock. Get out and support your local track this weekend. There's a lot to choose from. Get out and support multiple yeah, ones. thanks for hanging in there with us, folks. We see appreciate you. it. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing, to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!